Welcome to Becoming Iconic, the masterclass for you by me, Jen Spiegel. I am your host and also the founder of Becoming Iconic, which is a global brand supporting entrepreneurs in their life, business, and most importantly, leadership. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy. So Becoming Iconic is a true global brand, meaning I have worked in all countries around the world, and it has been a really exciting part of my journey, my leadership, and really a big value of mine is to be very inclusive. And it has come with a lot of lessons, and I wanted to share with that with you in this masterclass today, some lessons I have learned by being an international global business, things that I would love to bring to the forefront to you so that you can be responsible and hold yourself to a higher standard in your leadership if you actually do, in fact, desire to have a global business. Now, If that's not your desire, you're really happy where you are, being local, meaning your country, and in your first language, perfect. Do that. And I'm never going to stand in the way of that. But I do want to hold us accountable to something, and that is being the leader for an international business if, in fact, that's what we truly want and envision for ourselves. And that means that we need to understand others not have people understand us. This is a very common misconception and also faux pas, if I can say, for Anglo-Saxon English-speaking North Americans. We have in the past and even maybe currently have felt like people need to amalgamate to us that, you know, we speak English, that's the dominant language, You know, you need to craft your life around our conveniences and what makes us comfortable. You need to be according to our customs and rituals and religions and practices. And that is important because you have to fit in with us. Can't go there. Not going to go there this podcast because to me, I don't have a lot of tolerance to that. Since when did we own this part of the land? I'm pretty sure we are a globe full of exciting, wonderful, gorgeous people who have so much to offer us. And when we get stuck on wanting everybody to be the same, or at least to keep us comfortable, we miss so much of the beautiful parts of this life. I love the fact that where I live there are 168 languages spoken. Hear that again. There's 168 languages spoken in the city where I live. I celebrate that. I love that. I love that when I go for dinner, there's Little Italy, there's Chinatown, there's Portuguese. Like I can go to these little sections of the city and put myself into a culture eat the food, hear the language, be around the people who love their history, who love their taste, their sounds, their smells. It to me is life experience. I love it. So many people feel threatened by that. And that comes from a level of insecurity of like, I don't know the language. I don't know the food. And this feels uncomfortable to me. Well, friend, It's time to expand a little bit. It really is. Because one of the things I truly believe is that when we really want to take up more space, we've got to occupy more space, meaning we've got to use our voice, be able to communicate in a bigger, better way. 
So let me tell you the story of when I launched for the first time in a non-English speaking country. This was my very first experience. I was really, really excited. I did a lot of things well, but I also learned a lot of lessons. So I do need to say one thing that I learned and I believe I did pretty well in, but I know I, I always could have room for improvement. It is your responsibility as a leader to learn about the culture and customs of something that is different than what you were used to. It is not the responsibility of those people in that culture to turn around and teach you. Now, when you ask for help, when you ask for guidance, of course, they're willingly going to give you advice and tell you, you know, this is appropriate. This is inappropriate. This is what we like. This is not what we like. That's, of course, a part of the partnership, but it is not their responsibility to take on to teach you. It is your responsibility to take on to learn. Very, very important leadership. And I believe a lot of people do this incorrectly. We go in with ignorance as though like, this is who I am. And so this is what I do. And you, you know, this is, you're not going to change me. Well, then I don't think you have any business doing international business. If you cannot mold and have respect and learn and be inclusive and realize that your way is maybe not the way in this culture, then I really don't think you're going to have a thriving global business. A thriving global business is someone who actually has a love and appreciation for others and their differences is excited to learn about new flavors, new practices, new ways of looking at things. I mean, manners, simple manners, table manners can be drastically different in other cultures. And it's important that you know these things so that when you're in immersed in the culture, building your business, you don't look ignorant. Again, it's not their responsibility to teach you. It's your responsibility to learn. Be someone who sees people. Be someone who witnesses people. Be someone who cares enough to to know and understand. This is a part of life. This is a part of community. This is a part of loving people. And too often, we don't want to be uncomfortable. Too often, we don't ask the questions because we're so worried about offending. I was recently teaching Articulate. And we were talking about pronunciation, the pronunciation of words and learning to say a word, especially if there's like a portion of a word that can get your tongue twisted or get you tripped up. And it went down this direction that I was really not expecting, but so excited for. And it came down to names and it stemmed from a story I was telling about my husband. See, my husband's name is Michał. He's from Poland. And someone's name to me is really important. I mean, that was what they were given when they were born. That is sacred to me. That's, I mean, their parents thought about that and through love named their child. And his name is Michał. And I remember when I first met him, everybody called him something different. And I had a really hard time remembering his name. First of all, I had never heard it before. And it wasn't, you know, a Canadian name. So it wasn't natural for me. But I would hear him called Mike. I would hear people call him Macal. I'd hear people call him all sorts of things. I mean, there was just a variety of names. And so I would have to ask several times, like, what is your name? Mihao. 
And he used to say all the time, it's fine. Just call me whatever. Like people call me Macau, people call me Mike, people call me Michael. And I said, well, why do they call you Mike and Michael? He said, well, that's the English translation. And I said, but is that your name? And he's like, well, I guess in English, but my name is Mihao. And I said, is that what you prefer? And he said, yes, it's my name. And I said, then that's what we call you. We call you Mihao. If that is your name and that's what feels a part of you, it's not up for you to change it to make somebody else comfortable. It is up for us to learn it and respond to that. And it really shook me. It was my first, I guess, time in my life where I saw somebody not being acknowledged and where somebody was bending their boundaries just to keep other people comfortable. And it really surprised me. I also dated somebody all through high school whose father was from Trinidad, his mom was from Canada, and we had a really great relationship, but I also witnessed a lot through him of not being acknowledged, or if he was acknowledged, being ridiculed. If someone from the black community approached him, they would say he was too white. And if someone from the white community approached him, they'd say he's too brown. And he felt a lot of the times like he didn't fit And it broke my heart because he was beautiful and he had a beautiful family and all this beautiful culture and people were judging and shaming him. I also just recently had a conversation with a client that stemmed from Articulate with this story I was telling. And she said to me, she said, growing up, I was born in Canada. So English was in fact my first language. And when I would go back home, because I had an English accent attached to Arabic, I would be judged. They would say I was too white. And when I came to Canada, I was judged because I was too brown. And I never really felt like I could be all of myself in either of those places. Again, it broke my heart. Because here's the thing. It was not their problem. It was ours. We created that problem. We, in our ignorance, are trying to fit people into boxes and boxes that make us comfortable instead of getting uncomfortable and having conversation and asking somebody, how do I say your name? And you say it a thousand times until you get it right. It is not for you to judge because you've never heard that name before. I'm sorry. You know, maybe Mihao's never heard the name Steve before, but you know what? He says Steve. And so I have to just kind of push our privilege out in the open here and for you to realize that if you really want an international global business, you better be really comfortable being uncomfortable and you better be passionate about seeing people and understanding people and being willing to ask until you get it correctly. You know, I I really feel strongly about that and it's probably a the result of what you're seeing. I have such a beautiful community. When you come into my programs, there's people from all over the world. When I do my times for programs, I have to consider so many different time zones. I celebrate and delight in that. I am so honored and privileged to have people of different religions and backgrounds and ethnicities It's so important to me. It may not be important to you, but it is very important to me because I love all people. I love learning. I love learning about religion. I just recently had to learn about Ramadan. That is an important thing for me to know 
because I had several clients who were celebrating Ramadan. And that's not for them to teach me. That's for me to learn. And my husband and I spent an entire evening diving into what it meant and what were some of the practices and where did this stem from and why and how could we honor it? And is it happy Ramadan or like what is an appropriate way of acknowledging it? I mean, there were, I was really curious and it's so playful and childlike in certain ways because it's like looking at something for the first time. It's looking at something and finding the beauty in everything. So if you want to be a global brand, it is absolutely essential. It's your due diligence to learn, educate yourself, understand culture, understand what is acceptable and not acceptable, not in your eyes, in their eyes. You don't have to agree. I say all the time, unity does not mean uniformity. Unity does not mean we have to think, act, be the same. Unity means we accept each other and our differences, and we see the beauty in our differences. I will not judge you for what you practice in your religion. That is none of my business because I can tell you spiritually, I do a really good job, but I could do far better. So if I turn around and judge you for what you practice, I mean, let's look in the mirror for a second, Jen. Are you perfect in your practice? Nope. Do you make mistakes and and do sinful things? And yep. So how can I, as a human being, ever turn around and judge you because my own backyard still needs to be tidied up. There's a lot of weeds. (laughs) I needed to come here today and have this discussion because in the, the articulate program talking about pronunciating words ended up turning into a conversation about pronunciating names and how people in that program were saying, people don't know how to say my name. And being seen and witnessed in that space together I mean, it was breathtaking. And women who have had their names said according to a North American standard said, that's not how you say my name. My name is said like this. And I remember saying in the articulate, I said, I I need to be really vulnerable with you. What if I say it incorrectly? Because that doesn't roll off my tongue naturally. It's not a, a sound that I've been brought up with or I hear often. Is it better that I make the effort and do it wrong? Or is it better that I just say it the way is that I'm accustomed to? I want to know. And she said to me, she goes, the effort is all that matters. If you put the effort out and you said it incorrectly or you know the accent was on the wrong syllable, as my husband would say... It meant the world to me that you tried, that you acknowledged, and I was blown away. You see, because what I realized, even in myself, is sometimes we don't put the effort out because we're fearful of doing it incorrectly or we're fearful of potentially, you know, rubbing somebody the wrong way or offending when in fact not trying at all is the most offensive thing we could do. Take that with you. How can you be a bigger contributor in this world? How can you be more inclusive in your brand? How can you stand with all people? The last story I wanted to talk to you about was Justin Bieber. 
So this was all happening within this 48-hour sphere, okay? So no coincidence. There was big lessons for me, obviously, and something that I was gifted to share with you. So I went to Buffalo to see Justin Bieber, and we're not going to go down the road of Justin Bieber because... I mean, it's Justin Bieber, okay? So I have a, a, a little bit of a crush, let's just call it that, and I love his music. So I went with my husband, and we were walking down the streets of Buffalo, and, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a different city. And so we were walking, and there were sirens, and there was a lot of chaos, and there was like this eerie feeling. And I even said to him, like, it feels really ghostly here or something. Like, there's something, like, I'm not, I don't know, there was just an uneasy feeling as we were walking. And he's like, just down the road is where we're going for dinner. Like, it's, I've been here a hundred times. I know where we're going. And, but there was just this feeling. And as we were sitting down to eat, it was this beautiful pier. I get a text message from my dad and he's like, there's been a, a mass shooting in Buffalo. Are you okay? Are you on the streets? And I opened up my phone and it was this just horrible hate crime. Horrible. I can't even talk about it. Somebody, a young boy, 18, drove hundreds of miles to a grocery store and mass murdered people because of the color of their skin. And my heart breaks for many reasons. My heart breaks for those people who are just simply getting groceries for their family, probably planning a Saturday night meal, maybe a barbecue, maybe a get together, a birthday party. I don't know. They were getting groceries, innocent just going about their lives and their lives taken from them. And my heart also breaks for this boy, 18-year-old. Where did that hate come from? Where, does, where did that start? Where's the seed? What, what home are you in that it would build hate to want to hurt people and kill people? So this was, it was a really weird feeling. It was just, we had dinner. It was just a really strange feeling. And I was like, I wonder if the concert's going to be canceled. But I think because they ended up, ha you know, putting the 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 boy into, he, he was arrested, that I guess everything was just continuing. But Justin Bieber came out on stage and um, he asked for a moment of silence. Is he's doing a justice tour and the whole tour is based on this, like justice for all people. And as the moment of silence was happening, all around the stadium, some people took the opportunity to yell like, I love you, Justin, and wah, like cheering. And I know it came from innocence. I know they weren't purposely disregarding the lives lost, but it was it was really inappropriate. Because it's like, can we just for a minute just pause and realize that people's lives were taken because of the color of their skin? kitty corner to where we are. And Justin Bieber put a post out just yesterday when I'm recording this. This will be, you have to go back. It'll be um, a couple of weeks for you when this comes out live. But he actually called out the audience and I was there and I thought it was so powerful and I was so grateful with someone with his kind of influence did this. And he said, if you made noise during this moment of silence, I'm asking you why, why you felt you couldn't take a moment of silence for these lives lost. Wow. Thank you, Justin. 
Thank you for pointing this out. Thank you for holding us accountable. And thank you for turning the mirror around. You see, this is not about jumping on the bandwagon for a trend. This is about us being human with each other. This is about us being raw and vulnerable with each other. This is about us deciding once and for all that rather than looking at our differences, we're going to start celebrating the differences. We're going to find the beauty. We're going to, rather than feel apart, we're going to feel together. We're going to take the responsibility to learn If there's something that triggers you or makes you uncomfortable about a specific culture, instead of judging it, dig in and find what you can learn about it. It will expand you beyond measure. It will give you fresh eyes, fresh perspective. It will have you see the world in such a more beautiful way. It is an art piece. Every human was beautifully designed and crafted by God. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't have extras. He's not like, okay, you guys over here, you're just extras, okay? Like I just needed to fill some space over here, but you guys, yeah, you, you're the important ones. That is not the God I know. Every heartbeat that is on this earth right now with us was created with love and grace, with eyes of forgiveness with eyes of abundance, we are each so fiercely loved. And it's time we fiercely love each other by really starting to connect. You want a global business? Start being more global. You want to cross the world with your mission? Start being more worldly. The world isn't going to come to you. The world is waiting for you to step out into it. This is a big message today for you. Lots to chew on, but it's really important. And because I have so much experience in all sorts of languages and cultures, and I mean, I'm, I'm literally all over the world. <laughs> and because of that, I take such responsibility and is such a privilege. I do want to give a special shout out to the listeners across the world. There are people right now in Africa, in France, in Asia, There are people in South America. Hello, hello, hello. Do you know how much you matter to me? I see the downloads. I feel you. I pray for you. I think of you every time I hit record. For all of you across North America, Europe, my goodness, Australia, New Zealand, I'm forgetting some of you, and forgive me if I have, but I'm telling you right now, you are so important to me, and I pray all the time that I can be a leader that celebrates you, that celebrates us, and that is a part of the change, is a contributor to change. I will never do it perfectly. I have to own that. But I do have a promise to always be in progression and movement forward to make a difference, to be someone who is so inclusive that corrects herself when she does something that is hurtful or is against the value. Please know how much you mean to me. Please know that I see you. I care for you, and you being a part of Becoming Iconic makes it so much more special. 
Friends, let's look at the world. Let's remember every heartbeat, every face that graces our path today is so loved, has something to teach us that we can take with us. I mean, isn't that almost overwhelming in such a good way? Every person you encounter today could gift you with something that you could apply or learn or grow from. I mean, ah, makes you want to just run out and hug everybody. (laughs) Acknowledge people. Learn, friends. Learn about cultures. The more you learn, the more you understand, the more you will welcome in. That is my promise. And that's the way it's supposed to be. So let's go act and be that today. Thank you so much for listening to Becoming Iconic the Masterclass. You being here really matters to me. Generosity is a core belief and value of this brand. And I wanted to give you three simple ways of being that and leading that right now in your life. Number one is leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're currently listening on. This is a beautiful way of extending this podcast out to the world and new faces and heartbeats learning about it. Number two is sharing on your social media. Please make sure to tag me, Becoming Iconic, and I'll be sure to reach share you and just keep the love going. And number three is cut and paste this link into a text and send it to somebody specific who came to mind as you were listening. Maybe there was somebody who you felt would really benefit from this conversation. That's such a beautiful way of sharing with someone else and also sharing this podcast. Please know that generosity is also something I model all the time. And we have the Manifestation in Motion course for free for you over the Becoming Iconic website. It's becomingiconic.co.co. It's sitting there waiting for you. Five recorded modules, downloadables, and it is so sacred and special to me because this is the course that I taught right before my social media was hacked and taken away. And because of this course, I was able to capture so many memories and photos and all the beautiful value I put out. So it didn't feel like a total loss when that happened. It's really a beautiful way of manifesting in your life and these beautiful rituals to support you in that. I appreciate you being here. You matter to me. This matters to me. And now we are called in to go and make it a great day.